And welcome back again, Dad Bod walking along the beach. Small dog, smart, smart business partner, all things Dad Bod. And today, Lino, straight into it. It's going to be a short one, but it's going to be a hard hitting one. Talking about you cannot shine shit. It comes off the back of a couple of conversations with guys who are thinking about discussing the possibility that they may need to go on a Dad Bod journey. And it's those little princesses around the outside going, I'm okay. My relationships are okay, my energy's okay, I don't have to lose much weight, I'm okay, it's not that bad. And my argument is you can't shine shit. So what I thought was just put the spotlight on those particular areas of your life that maybe not not where they will what they maybe not where they need to be, and some of the impacts of having a shit wellness on those areas. There's a bunch of things we're gonna talk about. First one, energy. So those blokes who say, look. I could do with a little bit more energy. I'm not quite as enthusiastic about life as possible. To me, that's shining shit because if you have a great wellness, your energy should be absolutely abundant and very obvious. Thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. I think actually it's interesting you picked energy because energy is one of the things that I find goes first. So if you're lacking a bit of energy, you're just a, you're a bit lacklustre, you're not quite as perky as you once were, then um, it's probably time to take a, a bit of a look at what's going on. So some of the signs, what do you see? So first of all, do you bounce out of bed on a morning? You, do you need an alarm clock to get up or are you up and raring to go and raring to get into your day? Have you got bags of energy during the day? Do you need coffee to get you going? Do you need that caffeine hit to get you motivated on a morning? Do you find yourself nodding off in boring meetings at work during the day? Do you have that afternoon slump? You know, the one that comes either straight after you've eaten lunch or sometime around three in the afternoon. Do you find you're really dragging and you're, you're looking at your watch because freaking heck it's got to be the end of the day right but it's not it's three o'clock and so you're having another coffee and maybe you hit the vending machine do you get cravings so interestingly enough if you're suffering a bit of bit of you know low energy a bit of fatigue quite often sugar and salt cravings will hit so they can be a bit of a sneaky sign that you've got some issues do you find yourself sitting on the couch at night you've perhaps started a movie on Netflix and you wake up and it's finished you've already fallen asleep you haven't actually made it through you get to bed and you fall asleep instantly the second your head hits the pillow you're asleep believe it or not that's not healthy it's not normal that shows you're overly tired when you hit the gym how do you feel are you absolutely desperate to get into your workout, lifting heavy, pushing hard? Or do you feel a bit sort of tired, a bit ragged? Um, you know, you don't have the endurance that you once did. You perhaps avoid some of the exercises that you once did. You make your workout short. Everything hurts. They're all signs that you're perhaps not as recovered, not feeling you know, again, your energy is just not where it should be. And one of the things I find fascinating about energy is that the decline's really gradual. So the people who say, ah, oh, it's all right, I could do with some more energy, but it's all right. 
the reality is if you took a snapshot, showed them a video of themselves 20 years ago, and then put a video of today next to it, they would actually see a massive difference in energy levels in terms of the things that they could get done in a day and how they felt day in, day out. But because energy declines gradually every day, every week, it's sometimes not as noticeable or you don't realize how bad your energy levels are. So those are some of the things you might spot. And it's fascinating because a lot of the guys on the dead bod journey who do the coaching program, the first thing that they report before they see weight loss, change of shape or anything else is I feel more energetic. All those things that Lino just brought up, the energy starts to hit first. Let's go another, let's go the opposite in Lino. We've talked about the physical side of the energy. Let's go happiness. Get those blokes to go, oh, I'm fairly happy with how I am. I'm fairly happy. I'm not stressed. What's the impact of wellness on happiness? So I think there's two things. One is stress and one is happiness. So happiness is one of those really subjective things. I mean, you know, what is happy? Because what's happy for me is different for you. Um, everybody's got their own marker of happiness. But again, with most people, think back to how you felt in your 20s when most of us were absolutely at our peak when it comes to health and hormones. And you think about how you felt day in, day out. The, the word depression the word feeling a bit down it just didn't enter your vocabulary you might have had good days and shit days but you were never feeling down you're always feeling pretty happy pretty relaxed pretty cruisy pretty optimistic about life if you actually take a long look in the mirror are you feeling happy every day when you get out of bed again it's that am i happy to be alive am i feeling good about myself Am I feeling good about what I'm doing? Am I feeling good about what I do during the day? Do you generally feel happy? That's related to the neurotransmitter serotonin. So what happens when we're not hitting all of our wellness goals and we're not in our best shape is often the brain chemicals get affected. And one of the ones that gets affected quite quickly is serotonin, the happiness hormone. So again, if you're not in good condition, often you're not generating the amount of serotonin to have those happiness moments. So one of the things that might happen is you feel generally just a bit flat, a bit blah, and that's a lack of serotonin. And that can be tracked back in most people to the diet and how they're eating. So I think the happiness side is one thing, some people start to feel depressed and anxious and then others will actually feel stressed and once you start to feel stressed again that's one of those things that nobody likes to really say i am stressed i feel stressed we all have these stupid sayings like i don't feel stress i manage my stress really well but again stress comes out in people in all sorts of ways and we have stress at work we have stress in family we have stress emotionally but then when you add a layer of food stress on top, the fact that you're unhealthy, you're carrying around more weight, all of these things are stressing the body, which can really exacerbate the effects of stress, the effects of high cortisol in your body, the effects of too much cortisol for too long impacting the adrenal glands. And eventually that comes back full circle to the first one we talked about, which was energy. So if you're super stressed, 
but you're bottling it up, you're hiding it, you're not admitting it, you're not addressing it, you can end up at the point where you, end, you are chronically fatigued and then your energy is going to take a huge hit. Beautiful. So we've done the energy and happiness. Here's a, here's a curly one, a controversial one. It's all about the, uh, the work life. Because a lot of the guys say, oh, things are going okay at work, careers okay, business okay. Bullshit. Your wellness and lack of wellness has an absolute impact on your success of your career or business. And I get in the shitload of fucking trouble for saying fat fucks are crap leaders. But I stand by that. If you're a fat fuck, you are not good in a leadership role. Because you don't role model best practice or best behavior and you're not looked up to and respected. What are the other wellness impacts on leadership or career, Lynn? Well, again, I think that when you're not in good shape and you're not eating healthily, you're not looking after your body, you're not moving as well as you should, your endurance isn't as good, you're tired at work. The impact is that people see that. First of all, you're probably not as productive as you once used to be. If your hormones are out of whack or you're feeling a bit tired a lot of the time, that chronic fatigue, then you can actually end up with much lower productivity, much worse performance. If you're burning the midnight oil, um, which is going to impact your wellness, then you're probably not making good decisions. You probably don't look good. Um, it's a bit of a story here. I used to work for a German company years ago and our sales director, and this is our global sales director, so um, not a huge company, but turnover of 140 million euros a year, so a reasonable size. This guy was a sales director for the entire world, teams of people in each country, but he looked like he was about to have a heart attack every day. He was hugely obese, a big tall guy, but he was hugely obese. He would struggle to get around the building. He certainly couldn't climb stairs. He was always out of breath. He was always sweating. And he just literally looked like he was gonna you know, fall dead in front of my very eyes at any moment. So the impact of that, apart from the real risk of having a heart attack, the issue in the workplace is that he started to lose a lot of respect from his team, from the management, there was concern about could he handle the workload, could he actually handle the position, could he, um, you know, could he continue to do the long haul travel with all the stress that that was placing on his body and he started to lose the respect of clients. He used to interface at a fairly senior level with all of their, com the, the, their clients and again he was losing respect because he just didn't come across as credible because his wellness was nowhere near where it should have been. Again, validates fat fucks are shit leaders, but that's a, a podcast on Daylino. Um, one more, I'm gonna give you one more. Relationships, a lot of guys say, when I challenge them about, do they need to go on the dad boy journey? What's the compelling why? They'll say things like, oh, my relationships with my partner and my kids, they're okay, but they could improve. And I will call bullshit, you can't shine shit. What is the impact if someone isn't in a state of great wellness on the impact with their partner, on the impact with their kids and their relationships close to them? So again, I think there's a few categories here. One is that if you're not in good condition, relationship with your kids often suffers because you can't do the things that you want to do with them. So you won't be the sort of dad that can run around the footy field. You won't be the sort of dad that can go to the rock climbing course and, you know, zoom around with the kids. And so they will get, they will get fed up with that. And they'll see other dads 
who are able to. So again, you lose a bit of respect from your kids and you're not the role model that you want to be, so your relationship suffers. So I think, you know, that's one side of it. But the other side of it, you know, the, the dark secret is the hormone. The hormones are impacted significantly when your wellness is not where it needs to be. And for men, that includes cortisol, which is your drive, it's your productivity, it's the ability to get out of bed on a morning. It also includes testosterone. So we know that men go through a form of menopause called andropause, somewhere between the age of 40 and 60, when the hormones decline significantly. And in particular, testosterone goes down. Now that will impact not only your performance in the gym, it'll impact your masculinity, and it's probably going to impact your sex life and your relationship. Now, if you add to that, if you're in that 40 to 60 age group, your wife or partner may also be going through something similar. If you've got a male partner, they could have andropause. If you've got a female partner, she may be going through you know, perimenopause or menopause. So put those two together and you have a recipe for some pretty significant issues in the bedroom. So most men don't want to talk about that. And that's where, as Mike puts it, they start to shine shit. Yeah, it's all right. It's not great. We don't have sex as often anymore. Not sure if my wife really feels like it. And then, but then it goes on from there. You start to avoid the situation. You start to avoid being in the bedroom at the same time. You start to avoid her seeing you naked. You start to avoid anything that's going to initiate intimacy. And before you know it, you're sleeping in separate beds and you're on your way to a divorce. And you know, the path to divorce, it's, uh, it's pretty quick once the hormones start to decline. So if you don't address that, it's a tough one to turn around because it's not just gonna cost you your sex life, it's potentially gonna cost you your relationship and your marriage. So it's one to think really hard about if you are having any issues in the bedroom. So there's a bunch of shit shining going on. And we could go on, we could go on to physicality, we could go on to mental clarity, we could go on to a whole bunch of things where a lot of the guys, and you might be one of them listening, thinking about starting your dad bod journey, talking to some dickhead like me, and I say things like, what is your compelling why? What state are you in now? And is it how you want to be? And you might say things like, oh, things are going okay. The career, the relationships, the energy is okay. My challenge is you're shining shit. How much better would it be if your wellness was improved? You can't shine the shit. So put your head out of your ass, move forward, join the group, let me coach you, and join us next time on Ditch the Dad Bod Walking Along the Beach. Cheers, boys.